0: Those pictures and that setting is probably familiar or are familiar to many of you because you've been walking alongside us for over 30 years as we've uh, served because of you in Papua New Guinea for Jesus' sake. Many of you have prayed and you've given and gone to this place, and that's not the only place that. Uh, you have served the Lord by your giving. All across the world, the Church of the Nazarene is touching lives for Jesus' sake. We feel humbled and privileged to have uh, been a part of your church and the work in Papua New Guinea. And we want to thank you today for your faithfulness in fulfilling the Great Commission by your giving and your praying and your going. And we're here to share today the blessing that we had of going again after our retirement. We went back in May to Papua New Guinea and were able to be there for a month. And we thank the Lord for what we saw. The song that you sang this morning about the, the glory of the God, of God being seen across the earth is true it's happening and his light is covering the darkness and we praise him and want to lift up his name today and offer to you our gratitude for your giving
1: what did the choir say god's name is power and uh, i really enjoyed that message and that is true I love the way your drummer plays with power. I would come to church just to watch her play the drums. What's her name? Alexis. Great. Well, we praise the Lord for everybody that was on the platform leading us in worship today. We do want to thank you for your support through the World Evangelism Fund. There's still a great challenge in spreading the gospel and it's up there, it's the people around the world, all nations, tribes, languages and tongues. It's estimated that there are still between three to four billion people who have not been impacted by the message of Jesus. 7,000 distinctive people groups do not have the gospel in their language and their tribe. Medical missions is a great way to reach some of those hard-to-get-to places. Places that are closed if you say, I'm a missionary preacher. But if you say, I'm a medical person wanting to help your people, you can get in. We need God's power today to reach those hard places. Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to read it together. It says this, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love, you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ We do want to give him praise and honor and glory today for what he has done and is doing right this very moment around the world and in Papua New Guinea. Your World Evangelism Fund helps to support God's work in 162 world areas or countries where the Church of the Nazarene is present. There are 680 missionaries deployed across those countries. 51 educational institutions are supported through your giving and we were privileged to spend 32 years in new guinea in what i used to call surgical evangelism for as people are near the point of death and needing surgery they are ready to hear the gospel and ready to receive god's comfort we praise the lord for how he is working there in new and expanded ways um I would have been happy if I had gone back and just seen that things were carrying on. But things have moved to a new and greater level, and we praise God for that. As we went through customs, Ben had told me he was completely out of suture. It's nice if you're doing surgery to be able to sew people up. They really like that. And so I was able to get a whole large suitcase of donated suture. And guess what they wanted to see in customs? They wanted me to open that bag. And I opened it and, you know, I kind of looked like a suture salesman. And so the customs agent said, what are you going to do with all that? I said, I'm going to go help my son sew up people at the Nazarene Hospital at Kujip." He said, I don't need to see anything else. Go on through. No charge. We praise the Lord for his work. The next slide shows one of the gentlemen that I had the privilege of visiting with there. This is Isaiah. God is blessing the work of the church in New Guinea. When we went there 35 years ago, there was one large district, had about 100 churches. Now there are 14 church Nazarene districts, just like Southwest Ohio. There are 14 distinct districts led by national district superintendents, 700 churches. We praise the Lord for amazing growth. And for amazing nationalization of those districts and that work. Isaiah is a high school chaplain. Isaiah, I first met in the emergency room a number of years ago. He was a youth. He had been hit by a car along the side of the road. He was in a deep coma. For six weeks, I watched him be completely unresponsive. He had other injuries. He had a fractured femur that I did not take to surgery because, quite frankly, I wasn't sure Isaiah would survive. We just put his leg in traction. But after six weeks, his local church saw the answer to their prayers. They had not given up. Isaiah woke up and regained full consciousness. We took him to surgery, did a plate and screws on his fractured femur, and then had the privilege of taking him back to his local church. he began to hear God speak to him about service. He would go out and back to the coffee plantation at his house and practice giving his testimony to the coffee trees. Now, none of the coffee trees joined the church, but he got good at giving his testimony. He became a youth leader, became a missions leader. Then God called him to preach, and he went to our Bible college. Now he serves at the nazarene high school that is on our mission station he told me that last year 50 of those students professed christ as lord and savior as he dealt with them and he is planting two nazarene churches you're a part of isaiah's story for as you gave and sent us and prayed for us you're a part of what god has done in his life and through his life the vision, our Nazarene leaders, this is not our missionary leaders, this is our New Guinea leaders. They have a vision of having a Nazarene University there. They wanna combine the Bible College, the College of Nursing, the Nazarene Teachers College, which are already there, and add some other programs and make it a university. You can pray with them in that dream. The next slide shows Reverend Peter Quee. Now, when we were young missionaries, A while ago, a couple of years, (laughs) we did language study up in the village behind the hospital. Pastor Peter was our pastor. We used to be awakened in the morning with hearing him sing, How Great Thou Art in the Local Language, and praying loudly. Then he and his wife were missionaries to the Irian border of Papua New Guinea. Now he's the district superintendent at a very remote place called the Jimmy Valley District. It's actually called the Bromley District, after the first missionary who went there. He shared with me how between his churches, he walks eight hours, for he has no vehicle and they have horrible roads anyway, to visit his churches. The people there are subsistence farmers. One recent year, they overpaid their World Evangelism Fund by 300% so people around the world can hear the gospel. He told me with joy about a small local congregation that has a handful of old women and three older men who are the main members. He said they built a new permanent church and a parsonage for their pastor and didn't ask the church for a cent, the district or the general church. They actually spent most of the day carrying sand from the river at the bottom of their mountain. It's a day's walk. They would fill up the belums they carry on their head, carry the sand up the hill to make the concrete for their church. He was excited about what God is doing on his district. Our field strategy coordinator on our field is a man from Fiji. He is a lawyer, a layman who was called to preach late in life, and he was actually the general board chairman before he was appointed as our uh, director of missions there in Papua New Guinea. And God is using him and many others like him with great vision to lead his work. The next slide shows a gentleman named Massa and his wife visiting with Kathy there. Masa was one of my first patients in 1985. His story was an amazing one. He was stabbed in a tribal fight. We had to do emergency surgery. In that surgery, he had no blood pressure, no signs of life other than a EKG that was still showing activity. We prayed in that surgery for God to show us what to do. We had cross-clamped his aorta. We stopped for about a 30-second prayer, saying, Lord, please show us where the bleeding's coming from. We took out his right kidney because right after the prayer, God showed us that his renal artery had been lacerated. For three days he was in a coma since he hadn't had enough blood going to his brain. We prayed again and said, Lord, would you work a second miracle? And he woke up and was in his right mind. Then we we prayed that he would receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. It wasn't until he went back to his village that a missionary went to his hut, prayed with him, and he became a Christian. Then he started school at age 12, went to a vocation Bible school, was a leader in his church's revival movement across the country, and then recently, just in recent years, felt God's call to be a Nazarene pastor, went to our extension Bible school and completed it. He's pastoring today at the end of the world, literally. If you get in a plane and go for as far as that jet will carry you, you'll land in the highlands of New Guinea. If you get in a car and drive as far as the paved road is, you'll end up on his dirt road. When you get into that dirt road, you will be at his church where he preached this morning. He is also the circuit pastor for ten other churches near him. Because you gave and you prayed and you sent us. God multiplies your giving and prayers. Now Massa, On the next slide, there's a picture of his ordination certificate. He actually didn't think he was going to be ordained a couple years ago. His name wasn't on the list of ordinands. The reason was his uh, district superintendent had listed his name not as Masa, but as Moses. So when he got the district assembly, they said, you got your and He said no. So he had to borrow one. And as he knelt at an altar to pray and the general superintendent put his hands on his head he heard his new name moses and he said it's a miracle god gave me the name of moses and i will lead my people as moses led the promised people to the promised land we were delighted to see how the hospital continues to grow as well god is blessing that medical ministry they've expanded to 140 beds over 7,000 admissions a year, over 55,000 outpatients a year, and 1,600 surgeries. And they are growing in ministry and in training of national doctors. The next slide shows a big warehouse, which was a part of Australian Aid Project. They gave us $3 million that you didn't have to give us to expand God's work. They are building new store. They've actually finished the storeroom and the laundry area. They finished the emergency room and um, some outpatient areas. They are currently adding on two more operating rooms and administration building. They finished the obstetrical ward extension and are building a new pharmacy and lab. Pray with us that all that work will be expanded and free of injuries to our workers And that God will use each of those areas to build his kingdom. The slide that shows the administration building in progress is to illustrate that we hire local men from each tribe around us. These aren't Nazarene men. These are not Christian men. These are just villagers who need work. So we alternate giving some work to each of the tribes. Recently, they took 130 of those project workers and held a spiritual retreat. And at the end of the retreat, nearly the whole bunch had kneeled at the altar, some to profess faith in Christ anew, some to receive Jesus for the first time in their lives, some to recommit their lives and seek his sanctification. I asked the project director, I said, how was that next week? It must have been a tremendous week. He said it was the worst week ever. I said, well, how could that be? He said some of these men were so addicted that it was going cold turkey and withdrawal on the work site. So he was patient. He kept discipling, waiting for that. And we're praising the Lord for how he is not just building buildings, but restoring lives. Our College of Nursing, in the next slide, has 150 students. It's one of the best in the country. 50 students a year come to be trained. And they not only train in medical work, but they are being trained in evangelism, chaplaincy, and they go out with a certificate of lay ministry. So when they go to a different area of the country, they don't just stay and work for us. They go as missionaries, as pastors, into those areas. And they do the same thing at our teacher's training college. We praise the Lord for that. Now, in the next slide, we have a picture of some of our national doctors. On the far left is Amelda. Amelda was one of the first New Guinea doctor we ever hired to be full-time with us there with our missionary doctors. Her husband on the far right is Alex, and he is Ben's first surgical resident training. Recently, the, the country recognized that we could train in surgery and so they're allowing Ben to start a training. Ask him to be uh, on the council for surgery training for the whole country and to represent um, on their course. Higher, closer to my mouth. Thank you for the technological tips. What I know about technology you can put on the back of a postage stamp. But we're exciting to see them in training and God has um, begun their discipleship as well as their medical uh, work there. One of the doctors that trained with us, one of the New Guinea doctors, for we are training in a program called Remote and Rural Medicine as well as surgery, and we take their medical students what we emphasize is the power of prayer in the hospital and one of those doctors at a conference said what I learned at the Nazarene Hospital is how to pray with my patients they are actively involved in medical education Uh, the next slide shows us in the recovery room actually doing a uh, doctor's training session and I was excited to see all the young doctors They've actually gotten rid of all of us old codgers. And so now, they've got a lot of young families, young single and, married, and young married doctors, and it's exciting to see God's work growth. These guys are literally on the cutting edge. They are sharp young people. We have an ER doctor and several surgeons there and family practice doctors, and he is calling people not just from America, they're coming from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and Canada. It was exciting for us to see how the medical staff has grown. Uh, I can remember a day in my life there where I was the only doctor <laughs> trying to cover that hospital. And it was exciting to see what God is doing. Now, when you have a lot of young, married, uh, young doctors, you have a lot of missionary kids, too. And that was exciting to see uh not only our four grandchildren that are there, but a lot of other children. And Kathy spent some time trying to teach them. The next slide talk, uh, shows uh, some of the younger children. But what great potential for the future! I think of our own son, Ben, who grew up on that station, and then God called him to come back there and be a staff missionary surgeon there. What great potential! And we praising the Lord for one of the work and witness projects was the junior church last year went and renovated the Missionary Kids School. And um, so it's great to have volunteer teachers that come each year. If you know some volunteer teachers who want to come and work with us next year, they're looking for next year's teachers. God is still calling and sending. The uh, slide number 16 shows the current the last year's sending class which was the largest in any recent year the church of the nazarene appointed 37 global missionaries that were commissioned god is still calling and sending and equipping and providing for the sponsored and global missionaries at the last general assembly our missions director Vern ward said two things that i have not been able to get out of my mind he said on this planet There is no one for whom Jesus did not die. Now, there's some people that don't like the United States of America, but Jesus still died for them, and we still want to give him the message of Christ. And there's nowhere where God is not already working. There are places where we are not yet, but there's places he has already begun working. Our job is to hear his voice, hear his call, Continue to give, continue to pray, and to go join him in those places. The boxes in the next slide are in my garage. Those are boxes of donated medical supplies from Riverside Methodist Hospital in Columbus. Their residents in their fourth year go to work with Ben as an international student rotation, if they want to. They don't force them, but he's had a number of residents who have gone to work with him, and when they go back to Riverside, they start saving all the things we throw away in America. And uh, recently, the program director called Kathy and I to come and collect them because they had filled the call room where the residents try to get a few hours sleep when they're on call. The abundance of how God has supplied the needs at the Nazarene Hospital, partly through the Nazarene Hospital Foundation and the containers that are being sent, reminds me of the verse of scripture in Luke 6:38 where it says give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over god is true to his word you cannot outgive him as you promise to give to god today of your financial treasures of your time and prayer of your energies, perhaps even in going on a trip, God will pay back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He has done that in our lives. Dorothy is pictured on her bed beside the missionary nurse, uh, missionary doctor, Dr. Rebecca from New Zealand. It was thrilling as we went back in, in May to be a part of this physical and spiritual healings that take place every day that transforms lives there in New Guinea. Dorothy is one who was transformed. Her husband left her for another wife when she was pregnant with his child. He chopped her leg with a bush knife. She came to our hospital at term. She had premature rupture of membranes. She received medicine to help start her labor. She went for a walk out on our compound and came back to the delivery room with severe bleeding and in shock. While they were attending to her, she had a full cardiac and respiratory arrest. They called us. We came running. We began to do CPR on Dorothy. While I was pumping on her chest, one of the other doctors intubated her. I yelled for a gurney to get her to the operating room. We did an emergency surgery to save her life. We had to do a emergency cesarean hysterectomy. The baby was already gone. We lost the child. In that next few hours she lost, she continued to bleed and we replaced her with 10 units of blood. That's her entire blood volume she had lost. We took her back to surgery for a second surgery the next morning. And Ben and I worked together, and the Lord helped her to fully recover. We found the bleeding, corrected it. One week later, she went out of the hospital, trusting Jesus as her Savior and Lord, fully recovered. And we praise God for that miracle. You are a part of that miracle. For you gave, and you prayed, and you sent. And God is bringing people for death to life Every day spiritually and physically there in Papua New Guinea. It was great working with Ben in surgery. The next slide shows us together. Uh, That's my Ohio State hat there, if you didn't notice it. This time it was different. He was not working under me. I was working under him. And we praise God for the growth we saw in his leadership, maturity, the new ideas he has brought. Um and for what God is doing with the surgery team there. We were able to tell the New Guinea people when we left, we're giving you our very best gift, our firstborn son. And his wife, Catherine, is a family doctor there. She works sometimes in the cervical cancer clinic and where needed. She coordinates the volunteers and the housing. And it was wonderful to be with our grandkids. The next slide. Um, Nothing better than reading to your grandkids in the evening, and um, you need a lazy boy to do that properly. We're praising God for generational faithfulness today. It's here in this church. Um, Pastor Alex is a part of that generational faithfulness of God, working down the generations. You can start that in your family this very day as you take a pledge card for your family, as you promise to pray and as your family gives together to the Lord. Uh, One of the last slides there, Ben's family is gonna be on home assignment in February to May. We have some of their prayer cards. If you don't already have one, Kathy and I no longer make prayer cards, but we're happy to give you prayer cards of our children and grandchildren. You can pray for the safe delivery of the child she is carrying and that their deputation will be blessed of the Lord. And that God will provide some volunteer surgeons for his furlough back to uh, that will serve there in New Guinea. The last slide is just a summary slide of the five things God taught me as a missionary surgeon. I call it my five A's. He taught me that he is always faithful in our calling. What is he calling to you to do today? God is absolutely trustworthy at each stage in our lives. And Kathy and I are finding as our bodies need more medical care that he's faithful in this stage of our lives. What do you need to trust him to be faithful and trustworthy for in your life? He is an awesome enabler and he will enable you to pray and to give and to go for his kingdom. I love the choir song this morning. God is adequately powerful for everything he calls us to do. And he has not just answered prayer right this very moment. He is answering your prayers and prayers on behalf of you around the world. He is doing immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his power. May he do that for you today in this church and as you support his work around the world. God bless you.